Hello again, and welcome to another episode of What the Fumble. As we get further away from the bottle-born diamond mine and closer to the next chapter of our story, I wanted to take a minute to give a shout-out to all the various modules and source books that have influenced our campaign so far. If any of you out there are DMs yourself, or if any of you are familiar with the older D&D modules, then you've probably noticed that I change a lot of stuff. I rarely follow a module to the T. I always do my best to kind of change the details so that they fit better with the characters that the players bring to the table. But that being said, I certainly can't take credit for everything we've done so far. So a big shout out to the Twisted Minds at Wizards of the Coast who wrote the trap section of Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. An even bigger shout out to a very old first edition module called Deep Dwarven Delve, which inspired a lot of the rooms in the Diamond Mind. And of course, the biggest shout out of all so far goes to the writers of Bleak House, one of my absolute favorite modules from second edition, goes all the way back to 96. Also, if any of you out there are planning to run your own Ravenloft campaign, I highly suggest reading the Ravenloft Gazetteers. Old sword and sorcery source books that are jam-packed of inspiration and information about all the biggest domains of dread. So again, if you're a DM looking to run their own spooky campaign setting, I really can't say enough good things about all those modules and source books. Unfortunately, though, I don't have time to keep saying how awesome older edition modules can be. Because it's time to hit the intro music and tell you to sit back and enjoy episode 60, Shambling Home. some time to do some whatever day of the year it is i don't even know what day of the week it is <laughs> it's sunday because you're in my house yeah, yeah yeah i did some cleaning i came across a dark sun shattered land cd it's second advanced dungeons and dragons what, what? yeah nice I, oh my I've, god i've plugged in a computer that actually has a uh, cd drive because my current laptop and i think desktop does not a what drive <laughs> it is hell <laughs> Compact disc. Oh, yes. so strange. Is this so technology of the ancients. <laughs> have you guys ever played that? And I'm looking at the wrong end of the table. Justin, have you ever played that? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Maybe. Tell me more. Uh, it's like Dark Sun itself is known to be like one of the most harsh campaign settings like uh the ravenloft is like harsh and horror kind of thing this is like desert wasteland where like metal almost doesn't exist oh yeah it's crazy so like not even low resource it's like practically no resource it's like practically no resource like um i i'm pretty sure i never got out of the first area it's one of those video games that you i haven't played since childhood so i'm intrigued to see if i can actually figure it out now that i can probably read (laughs) (laughs) 
can but probably reach. probably but like your your best weapons were like obsidian most things were like bone and stuff like that it was crazy it's nice. very traditional but difficult Oh, yeah. super difficult. I dig it. Yeah. I dig I mean, it it kind of reminds cool. you of the difficulty curve that you get in the Elder Scrolls games, where it's like you're in Morrowind, and like in Elder Scrolls, you know, three Morrowind, you had to like actually read diaries and figure out, you know, from this one little snippet where to go. And then Oblivion, they were like, okay, yeah, we'll talk to you about it. It's something I said that I talked about. Then Skyrim, it's like, go here. Like, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Here's the spot on the map. Just yep. hit this button to quick travel, and it's all said and done. Yeah. I just want to yell at trolls off mountains. That's all I want to do. <laughs> they knew what they were doing with that one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that Skyrim is so far just timeless, though. It's been yeah. out for a long time. It's, been, it's been re-out for a long time. Right, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think they've released it 47 times. <laughs> it's <laughs> still going that's, strong. It's probably not hyperbole. I feel, I, like, I feel like Todd Howard literally has his life support connected to how many times he can re-release Skyrim. And people still buy it because it's still great. It was 11-11-11, so yeah, uh, coming up on 11, 11 years. years. Damn. Have you guys ever played with the mod that replaces all the dragons with Thomas the Tank Engine? I think everybody has. I have not played with them. Uh, I prefer the Macho Man one. Oh, that's a good one too. There's so many. Yeah, that's that's yeah. You there's can make a lot those dragons anything you want these days. Yeah, yeah. But it's oh uh, no, it's a lot of fun. Like and and just a lot of quality of life things. And that's the great thing about you know those kinds of games, especially ones by Bethesda. Uh, call out to Fallout as well. They're also good for mods. You know, yeah, absolutely. Just modding the crap out of it, so you don't Good even games. recognize. I think I've spent more time modding Skyrim and Fallout than I've done actually playing Fallout and Skyrim. Have oh. any of you at the table not played Skyrim so that we can point and laugh at you? Please don't act like it's a blueberry pie and I'm a Wells brother. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Okay, that's a few weeks ago. It's fine. It's fine. Shots fired. My God, <laughs> David, how you feeling over there? Uh, I'm kind of sweating a bit. Sweating it out a little bit? Sweating a bit, yep, yep, you know. I wasn't expecting the whole blinded portion of things in that engulf. Sweating Uh, all the swamp gas out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wasn't expecting the blinded condition from a shambling mound engulf, and I overheard you guys talking before we hit that record, that takes out a misty, misty step. step yeah, which I have access to now as of this level, which I was like, oh, if I just get grappled, I'll misty step out. And then you oh, said blinded. You're a traveler. I'm an idiot, right? <laughs> <laughs> You'll catch up eventually, Colin. So as soon, as, said, as soon as you said blinded, I'm like, oh, no, my entire plan just went to shit. Mm. Oh, dear. Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah. Well... Okay. I want to make it worse on you a little bit. Oh, no. No? I've got some bad news. Okay. Bad news. I was so excited by the fact that I pulled off the engulf last week that I only rolled damage for one of the attacks. Oh. Still got a damage roll to get through. Oh, fuck me. Uh, Okay. And then when I'm done with the damage roll... You're going to have to make two concentration for saves Hunter's Mark. for Hunter's Mark. I don't know if Hunter's Mark is a big uh, boon right now because you're engulfed, but we are going to roll con saves to see if you maintain it regardless. Let's start with the damage, though. Yeah, let's right? see if, let's see if I, I oh, even stand a chance yeah, at maintaining. Maybe you're just dead and you don't have to worry about yeah. concentration saves. It would save all of us a bunch of time. Super uh, chill. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, let's hope for that. <laughs> Give me just one moment here, David. You would think after a week 
that I'd have the dice all set and ready to go. How are you doing on health, Lustra? How are you doing? Uh, well, I was at 32, and then he knocked me down to 17. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that's not good, because that means Lustra is going to be getting engulfed with one HP left. Holy. Wow. One HP left. I smack you. It can hit for 16? It can. That wasn't even max damage. Holy yeah. shit. Didn't it hit you for 17? No, it hit me. It, I got back up to 17 hit points. Oh. It hit me for 15. Oh, there we go. 16 is a number it can do. Like I said, it can go higher than that, but Great. 16 is what you take. Brings you down to one HP. Give me two constitution saving throws for concentration. And I lose concentration. I managed to weather the first blow with a 16, but then the next one, I only got a 7. The second blow is just a little too much, a little too much squeezing. You go blind. You become restrained. You are unable to breathe. So suddenly, time is a huge factor in this. Let's get right back to this. I don't want to keep you in any more suspense, David. Hit that battle music, and let's see what you guys can do. I know before the session, you guys were talking uh, about how well you did, essentially, of like kind of maintaining up to this point. Like you've been slowing this thing down. You had Bane going. You were whittling away at it, essentially. So you were just maintaining and keeping things under control. But you guys... We're talking about straight up turn and burn now that engulf is in play. And it's not a bad idea because Lustra is now turns away from death. Yep. A very, very painful death. Lenara, you're the first to see this all go down. You watch as Lustra's mouth gets covered, his chest gets squeezed up. Then his eyes and ears disappear. Suddenly, you basically can't see any of Lustra, uh, aside from little bits and pieces poking out from in between the tangled-up mess of vines. What does the level 5 sorcerer do? Uh, whew. All right. Um, did he get spuma? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> If you still, didn't, I don't care. <laughs> still spoonless, I think. You've tried so many times. <laughs> What's in the bucket? Um, so We'll just go up the road, fight more frogs, it'll be fine. Lenara, almost ever on the mission and uh, trying to do her best, uh, you know, she thinks things out. And now that uh, we're no longer playing uh, fetch with this fella, now it's time to make him burn. Not actually, because... I know frost wasn't working, so I'm not going to try fire, but Slash did do thunder damage, and it did seem to work. It's so, a plant. Yeah. I'm going to make this thing thunderstruck, and we're going to use our inspiration to do the Rosebud special, and I'm going to cast a level three chromatic orb. Oh, level shit. three. Oh, man. Chromatic orb with Thunder damage, no less. That's one of the options, too. That thing can be anything. It can be. It has six options. That is so nice. cool. Oh, yeah. It's so convenient. She's trying to be as much of a Swiss Army knife as she can with, like, 
six spells to choose from. <laughs> it's a good call. Yeah, the thunder worked from Slash, and I mean, this thing is dripping in swamp water. It's like very well saturated. It was a good call. Lenora's pretty sure fire is not going to be the most effective thing. Yep. So I don't want to try any of the other ones on there. So let's see how this goes. No 20s, but I'll take that 18. 18 will definitely oh boy. be a hit. You guys go for the turn and burn. Come on. And the first roll is a good one. How much damage can we do? Roll high. Make the clickety clack. What's the, do we remember the rosebud number? Was 43. I, I, knew, you, I knew you'd 40. remember. <laughs> I knew you'd remember. I, I can't hit that without a crit, but uh, oh, fair. I'll still do pretty good. Or not. That's two ones, buddy. Sorry. Oh, no. Shit. Uh, that's 16 thunder damage. Hey, that is still... Respectable. Very yeah. respectable, I'd say. That's, that's like, still a chunk. That's like an engulf from a shambling mountain's worth of damage. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you could see Luster's face, his, you know, his eyes would roll so hard he could see the orbit of the Earth. <laughs> um, da, 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 da. She's going to move... 5, 10, 15, close enough that uh, if Lustra's unconscious body slides out, she'll be able to heal him, but uh, still with a test in the way, uh, in case anything goes crazy. Uh, good positioning, I think. So Lenari kind of positions herself on the map in a spot where basically you're no more than 10, 15 feet away from anybody. You're, you're within panic range of everyone yep. and keeping bodies between yourself and Shambling Mound. A good strategy from the sorcerer, I think. Tess, you're right beside Lustra as you watch him get completely engulfed. You've got your bone saw back. Yes, I do. You were screaming monk tank at the top of your lungs, but this thing (laughs) couldn't hear you. It went for Lustra. We already determined it can't hear shit. Yeah. But what do you do? Maybe I must speak to its body with mine. What? What? Using violence! (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) But we never divvied up those dwarf potions that we got, did we? So I'm assuming Lenara has all of those, because you were sort of the go-between. Oh, yeah, shit. So two regular and one greater is something we should keep an eye on, but I don't have any of those. I think that's a pretty fair assumption, yeah. 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 I mean, you have the bag, too, but we remembered not to put potions of healing in the bag of holding. That said, I'm not going to do any of that shit. I am going to try to slice the vines covering, like, Lustra's chest and eyes to try to get him a little bit out of that. man. I'm not going to lie. If he gets back to the Shambling Mound while Lustra's still engulfed, shit's going to get real. It's going to get real. You could really use a crit here. I'm pulling for a fumble. <laughs> of course you are. It's We're like three minutes in, man. Okay, okay, 19. 19 is definitely hit. Come on, you can for do the this. first. Uh, this is with the trusty bone saw. Trusty bone saw slicing off the, the vines on Lustra's chest for 12. Magic slashing. Very nice. Saw that in again for um, is that 18 to hit. Another hit. For 11, magic slashing. Damn. Damn, chipping away at it quickly. Health is dropping fast. Yep, yep. so that's 24 total, 13 and 11. And I'm just going to put the bone saw underneath my arm and just try to tear some more of that, uh, some more of those vines away from Looster's face and neck. 
I'm pretty sure it was 12 and 11. But oh, 12 I, and 11. Either sorry. way, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right over here on the paper, cool. I think. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm I'm just nervous and scared. Oh, juiced up. Mm-hmm. But I got a 26 to hit with oh, that. Oh, my God. Ripping friends. And, ooh, this one has a skull on it. Uh, for five plus four, nine bludgeoning. Damn, so that last one was just pure physical force. Yeah. Trying to rip tendrils and vines right off this shambling mound. I bite one of them for... <laughs> oh, you taste awful! No, the Lady of the Lake must become one with it. <laughs> nine points. Nine points. Very nice. A very solid attack or series of attacks from Tess. Three hit combo. Excellent. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, I am going to move a little... Actually, you know what? Um, is Lustra sort of like within the Shambling Mound now? Oh, yeah, on the map, his token is like in the Shambling Mound. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, then I'm going to take... Yeah, I'm going to... We it we need to keep Bane up. I'm going to take um, some lateral movement, so I take Lustra's place in front of Slash. Okay, blocks Lash off. Very interesting for Tess, of all people, to do that. I glance back, like, covered in plants, viscera, I guess, <laughs> and uh, just say, stay behind me, stay safe, keep Looster alive, and I'll end my turn. I like it. Quick glance over the shoulder like to let Slash know this is about saving Loose or not him. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Slash, how do you react to that? What's your answer? Slash nods. We need everyone. Um, so let's see here. So the real question here becomes, is it my turn now? Or It is. It is. Okay. Um, can I see Lustra? I think so. It's a good question. There's no... As far as... I kind of looked it up, and I couldn't find a whole lot. It seems to be one of those things that's a DM ruling, as far as I can tell. All the pictures have adventurers with, like, legs poking out of these vines. It's not a solid creature as much as it's just a mess of swamp parts. And uh, So, yeah, I like to think... Even though some of those vines are covering Lustra's eyes and ears and making things really hard for him, that, yeah, you can still see little bits and pieces. You maybe see uh, a couple a of... A horn? Yeah, an oxidized well, well, copper scale or two. The reason I ask is is for the purposes of healing word. Like, if if I had to, I could healing word him while he's inside. As far as I can tell... Like I kind of feel, I kind of feel like you should be able to, because all you need to do is be able to see your target. Is that right for, uh, for yeah, healing word? Yeah. You just got to be able to see the target. I feel like there is bits and pieces of Lustra poking out. <laughs> all the pictures of these things really imply that that's the case. Oh yeah, I'm leaning towards. Yeah, you can cast healing word on Lustra, but I think I'm going to need you to pass an Arcana check to, like, really, you know, focus your, that magic. You've got a much smaller target than normal. Yeah, yeah. You just need an Arcana check to make sure Slash is, you know, efficient enough with the weave in this situation. 
That's true. Don't um, accidentally heal the shambling Yeah, mound. no kidding. <laughs> Ooh, that'd uh, be nice. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Um, okay, so... I think I'm going to do exactly that. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. That, that's completely fair, yeah. Yeah. Sort of like aiming a spell that you can't aim, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, there's just there's bits and pieces of Lustra sticking out. It's not the whole Lustra right now. Number yeah. I'm kind of thinking of in my head. Uh, oh, I probably shouldn't tell you. Yeah, because, don't tell me. Yeah. Don't tell me. Um, uh, that being said, it sucks because I've only got a three on my Arcana. So it's like, like a proficiency of three or like the... Modifier. Just Plus roll. Three. <laughs> uh, I will take... Uh, so that's 16 plus 3 plus stress. I'm looking at 19. That is a... Yeah, that beats the number I was thinking of. I was thinking 12 in my brain. So okay. we're good here. Alrighty, so we're going to go ahead and cast that self a healing word. It's not much, but... Uh, that is going to be 5 points of healing could be all the difference. It certainly could. Um, So that's five points of healing for my pal Lustra, and that's a bonus action. And because it's a bonus act, no. Can I still cast Poison Spray? Yeah, it's a cantrip. You can still do a cantrip here. So I will absolutely also do a Poison Spray. Slash special number one. Yay! Uh, That's a DC 15 con save. I know this guy's likely, you know, con tanky as heck, but... Con save... Six on the con save. Oh, wow. Oh. And guess what leveled up at level five? Oh, oh 2d12. 2d12. Big chance for damage here. Oh, make that wilt with poison. Oh, that's 17. Holy shit. From your cantrip? From a cantrip. What in the hell? From a cantrip. I don't like that one bit. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yes. That poison... Just kind of seeps into all the open wounds on this thing. All the uh, bone saw slashing damage, all the piercing wounds from arrows. Even some of the wilted bits from Lenara. There you go. <laughs> there you Teamwork. Go. Poison seeps right in. That's a ton of damage from a cantrip. Holy crap. I think that's the most damage we've done to this damn thing. <laughs> oh, and it takes poison damage. That's so good to know. It does seem to take poison damage. It certainly does. Takes the full amount. It starts to kind of turn this pale yellowish tint. It's losing that healthy green color in its plant matter. Okay, okay. Bonus action, action. You uh, want to just run away from it? You're in melee range. Uh, No, I'm not. Aren't you? I'm no. between. Oh Lucia. shit! Right. Poison spray has a ten feet range. Would you like to move up to it then run away from it? <laughs> uh, if only you could. Darn. Oh yeah. Frightened. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what's stopping us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just hang out right there, feeling safe behind Tess, and Slash is thinking to himself. I healed Lustra, I think. It, and he's almost like looking to test for approval. Like, I did the good thing, right? <laughs> it is well, hard to tell. It's just like, you really just see a boot sticking out. <laughs> One of his little booties. Excuse me, Lustra. Have you been healed? <laughs> it wiggles a bit more vigorously than usual. <laughs> Lustra, you're blind. You're restrained. You can't breathe. You can't see a damn thing. You're inside a shambling mound. What the hell do you do? Do you try to break free? Do you just swing? Just crazily swing? 
You can hear the muffled sounds even of like your party outside of this, like screaming and arguing maybe about how <laughs> best to solve this situation. No, I totally healed him. I'm not sure that you did. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like it's something I've been grappling with myself with is do I <laughs> Nice. Nicely done. Do dude. I heal myself or do I attempt to get out? Like I'm, I have a feeling that if I'm engulfed and if I take damage, it's going to hit me for a truckload. So, oh, man, I, I hate to say it, but I have to think about it's it's a numbers game at this point. So it'll probably take an action to do that shit to me anyway. So I'm just going to lean into the tank roll and, you know, my head is spinning and I get a little bit of healing juice from Slash. My, my proteoception kind of sharpens a bit. And I'm going to take that moment of clarity to go and cast at a second level Cure Wounds on myself. Ooh, give okay. yourself some HP, a little buffer to get through this. So that's 11 extra hit points. Oh, that nice. worked out pretty okay. good. Worked out pretty good. So between Slash to... and yourself, you're back up to where you were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 17. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm just going to, you know, heal myself and hope for the best. You know, and continue holding my breath and just trust that the rest of them are going to get me out. Damn. Damn. As you kind of struggle within this thing's grasp to heal yourself, you can feel it kind of react to your movements inside of it. It starts to squeeze tightly, very tightly. You're already... You know, restrained by it. You can already... It's already squeezing so tight you can't even breathe. But Mm -hmm. it constricts even more, and I need Lucifer to make me a constitution saving throw. Come on. Thirteen? Thirteen is not enough. It is not enough. You can feel and hear your own bones start to shatter and break inside of this thing. It squeezes you so hard that you take 15 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, that sounded like a comma. Mm. And then it starts to shamble its way into a better position, carrying Lustra's body within it. Let's see. We didn't do Ray of Frost this time. I've got my movement. I've got my movement. So it is going to position itself directly in between Tess and Lenara in hopes that it can do some more damage. Shit. It can only engulf one creature at a time. That's something you've got going for you. Thanks, Lustra. And although it's not the most intelligent creature out there, it is smart enough to know how it works. (laughs) 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 It knows itself. Uh, which means I think it's just gonna spread both, uh, or spread two massive tree trunk size appendages, and it's gonna try to hit both Lenara and Tess. Okay. Okay. Tess, I'm coming for you first. All right. Do I still have? I think you I still, still have, have Bane. Bane. Fucking Bane. <laughs> Hell yeah. With Bane, Tess, that's going to be a 23 Jesus hit. Jesus Christ! That is... 23. That's with Bane. 
With Bane, 12 points of bludgeoning to Teths. And the second one quickly comes barreling towards Lenara. With Bane, 21. Should be plenty for Lenara as well. Oh, yeah. 14 points of bludgeoning. Oh. Versus Lenara. Both of you still on your feet? One HP. Oh my goodness. I'm at five. Oh, oh man, shit is getting real. Yup. So between myself, Lustra, and Lenara, I think we have like nine hit points. Yep. Oh. I've got four. Holy oh, shit. We're so all down to single digits. Everyone put together has 13 HP right now. That is insane. It's plenty. It's plenty. Lenara, you just took one of the bigger hits you've ever taken in your life, but it is your turn. What do you do? Her ears are ringing, her vision's a little blurred. Uh, Between the swear words, she uses Misty Step again, because I have nothing decent for Malay. Bonus action, get the fuck out. Bonus action, GTFO. Okay. Yeah, she's going to get 30 feet away now with that Misty Step. Call. Gives her a little more room, and unfortunately, I'm stuck with cantrips. So, you know what? Frost isn't working. What about the power of God? Can I get a uh, DC <laughs> 15 con- or, uh, deck save? Going for some sacred flame? Going for some sacred there we flame. Go. Y'all plants need Jesus. <laughs> this damn bane, huh? You said con? Dex. 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 Sorry. It's a shambling mound, so hopefully its dex isn't too crazy. Plus Bane, it's a dirty one. Oh, <laughs> dirty one. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Hello, my name is Elder Theradane. Uh, ooh. Oh, if this cantrip was 3D8, uh, I might have got three sixes on it. Ooh. ooh. Not so sacred flame. So that's uh, 12 radiant damage. The plant matter... Starts to sizzle and sear. The grip it had on Lustra loosens up. And with a massive splash, my shambling mound falls dead into the swamp. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was a close one. Holy shit. That was like one more round away from being... Really, really, really bad. Yup. You guys pulled that off just in time, I think. Holy uh-huh. shit. It was a good decision to stop the just damage control and just turn and burn. It was a yeah. good call and it worked out. Oh my god. Man. Do I, I have the I most pl- HP right now? Am I at five? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the at two. Here. I'm at two. I'm at four. <laughs> We're all a bloody mess. <laughs> all right, guys, everyone, buckets of spuma, buckets of spuma. <laughs> you guys just did more damage in uh, like that round than you had. You did the entire fight, like the entire episode last week, didn't amount to what you've done in just that small amount of time. Great job, buckets of spuma start getting collected, leveling up to level six. Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I know, I know. I can dream. Yeah, and you're like anemic haze you're like wow i'm so powerful (laughs) (laughs) definitely what's the plan how far away is that farm and i call the bed (laughs) yeah uh the 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 plan obviously is to get some spuma first and then yeah i would agree with 
with with Lenara, it is we need to bind our wounds for the trek back, lest we run into more Rex Crown or other ne'er duels. As far as clarifying like time things, uh to get back to the farm is no more than like maybe a twenty minute walk. Through some difficult terrain, but it'd take me about 20, no more than 30 minutes to get back to the farmhouse. Uh, Beyond that, it would take you an additional hour and a half to two hours to get back to Martira Bay. And as far as time of day is concerned right now, right now you guys are looking at the equivalent of like five, six o'clock at night. Uh, So you're kind of at that point where like you could make it to Martira Bay uh, but yeah, definitely in a questionable state of health. So don't know if that changes the plan one way or another, but that's where we're at time-wise. So what to do? I would rather short rest here, long rest with uh, Amelia. If that's if that's a possibility. Possible. I mean, the Rex Crown went back. They s- Steve said that they didn't say anything, but he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. Would we want to give them an extra eight hours in change? I don't really want to risk it. Uh, we say as we are <laughs> scooping <laughs> up scoop. as much pond scum as possible. Right. Everybody's got their pants up to their ankles. Yeah, at this point, like outside of combat, it's not that big of an issue. I was just making you guys roll because it, you know. There was violence ahead of us. There was so yeah. much violence and we're trying to just get away with a little bonus object interaction. And just, yeah. I had to make you roll for that. But outside of combat, this is not an issue. You guys can scoop up as much spoon as you'd like. Okay. If if I just have an hour to organize my thoughts, I can provide additional healing to all of you as well, if we need. I am angry at myself for not casting Sacred Flame first, but otherwise I'm not too tapped. Uh, I could fire off at least one Cure Wounds to each of us without dipping too much into the well. I am fairly exhausted myself. Um, I previously thought I had five bardic inspirations. It turns out I only have four, which means I don't have any left. <laughs> You'll be that charming someday. <laughs> um, so a short rest would recoup that charm of mine. Um, however, other than that, it is simply a matter of health. I don't know if we should try to take the road this bloodied. <laughs> Oh, I definitely want the short rest. Okay, yes. So, ta- uh, clean ourselves up. But, like, I mean, like, right now, on the off chance anything happens back to the farm, and we don't need to use as much as our natural resources. Above the table, hit dice. It is, yeah, it's it's not a long walk, but it's just long enough. <laughs> and you might roll a d20. That I might get a 20 on that d20. You never know. I have all my sorcery points. Three first-level spells, a second, and a third. I have a second and three first level spells. So I also have a fair amount. I have a first, two two level twos, and one level three. So you guys have all kinds of spells left. Yeah. Tons so, of spells left. Ancient I mean, Red Dragon time. <laughs> <laughs> well, above the table, I would say divvy up the potions so we at least each have one. We hold on to them, and if violence happens again, we just chug it at the start of the fight. Or, like, if we see something violent, we immediately, like, just drink the potion. Just panic drink. <laughs> Two regular, one greater, it was? Yes. I already have a regular on me. And I already have a regular on me as well. So, 
the love birds. You can each have a potion of healing. Okay. So Slash and Galoss. <laughs> sure. Um, Tess. No, we all have the ability to heal. Shit. Yeah. Literally, everyone has the ability to magically heal. Uh, who wants the greater healing? I'll take it. Makes sense since you're the most nimbly bimbly. Who wants this chain shirt? Nobody good. Okay. So we divvy up some potions. We're still down at the swamp. What are we doing? We go into the farm to short rest. As far as the spuma goes, you, you've got spuma. Right? We don't, outside yeah. of combat, we don't have to roll anything like that. It's all over the place here in this pool of water. You know, maybe it takes five, ten minutes uh, for the water to settle enough for you to be able to scrape it off the top of the water, but you spend that time divvying up some potions and, and everything's good in the end. So, yeah, I think it's farmhouse, short rest, make our way. Well, here, uh, I think I think some of my ribs are cracked, so cure wounds on myself. Hey, an extra nine hit points. I'm at double digits again. Hooray! <laughs> Healing up a little bit pre-short rest. Anything mm-hmm. else happening pre-short rest before we actually get to the farmhouse? Uh, I'm not going to do anything, no. Uh, well, I will look to Salash, nod, and say... Once Lenara's parchment gets uh, wrung out from all of the pond water, you might get another number. We'll see. But uh, that said, what on earth were you thinking? I took initiative. What can I say? I'm normally not on the front lines. I'm normally somebody who would much rather stay behind. And nobody else was going. I was feeling confident. And you were feeling confident walking up in front of a bunch of giant frog, giant man-eating frogs. We fought toads already. Nobody else was going, so I went. I am just, I am sorry, I'm just amazed at your incredible lack of self-preservation for someone who values himself that much. I value a great number of things. Um, I think you should know by now, I don't think quite highly of this form I'm in. But regardless, I appreciate the, I think, concern? I just, when I go into battle... I go into it with one thought, and that's, I'm the only one who can keep all of you safe. I thought that all of us had that same idea, but I don't even know if you want to keep yourself safe. So you can look at me, Tess, and honestly say to me that I'm not expendable? When have I allowed you to be in a situation without me right beside you that would put you in danger? Slash again, sort of, you know... Almost like scratches his head and strokes a non-existent beard. (laughs) I'm not sure how to think. I've always thought that, yes, you've always given me important lessons, often very painful ones. But my expendableness, my temporal body is something that's... uh, I've always thought of as something as just another resource. I thought that this was no different for any of us. I make it no secret that meat is weak. That what we are is is what's important to me is that we have the capability to do so. And that sometimes supersedes what our physical forms can do. Sure, your meat is weak. It is very weak. (laughs) Especially after going to that fool's gold mine, but... Don't remind me. (laughs) Oh, I will all the time. Um, (laughs) What do you think will happen if you just allow yourself to die you say your life is an expendable resource your your mortal vessel will 
be expended. But what happens after that? Are you convinced that you'll just be brought back as the words in the book with Salas, with Galas being <laughs> Salas? That's your power couple name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you'll that that's not a permanent thing? I certainly do think of it as a permanent thing in a way, but my my legacy, as it were, my indelible mark on the weave is something that's more important to me than the physical one. It's certainly something that I was taught aggressively, that my form, that my physical outward appearance, that what attributes I carried physically were the instrument of my, not just my success, but of, of my life, of, of everything. So... For me to find value in something that isn't physical, don't you think that that's more meaningful? Is that not? Is am I wrong in in suggesting that my physical form is just a a resource this way? Yes, <laughs> yes, Slash. I I agree with Slash. I then then I think that having lizard blood makes you an idiot. <laughs> no, like I mean. Slash is trying to find a purpose greater than a physical body, and he's using his body as a resource to find a particular purpose. If he's willing to trade that physical body for a greater purpose, power to him. But I think Slash, and I think what Tess is trying to get across, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that the value of your physical body, your mortal shell, whatever you want to call it, you're playing with you're playing with a lot of important chips. And you shouldn't devalue it as something as simple as a resource. When it comes to what's capable in everyday life and the value that it can bring, I don't think you comprehend the joys and everything that's available. And to bring it down to this quantifiable number, possibly, in your head is you're doing yourself a disservice in finding a purpose and joy in life. There's more to life than just, you know, a legacy. There's also enjoying. You, you don't. You want to live, not survive. You know what I mean? I, I can piece that together, I suppose. Although I will say, the only person that's been giving me numbers, as matter of fact, has been Tess. I think. <laughs> However, well, it's just a matter of us trying to communicate to you. But I'm just saying is that you shouldn't hold yourself to such a cold, calculating standard. I understand your your point. And he pulls out the vows from Peter and Beth. If I were to take it as these are just ink on a page, then of course this is this is just a resource or a method of communication, but it's the legacy, it's the things behind these words that carry it and give it weight, that make this piece of paper more important than any other piece of paper. There's value, there's power to that. It's something I've based a lot of my study, I've based a lot of my personality on, as a matter of fact, so much so as it's a survival mechanism. If I didn't, I'd be outcasted. I'd I was outcasted. <gasps> Backstory. Um, <laughs> regardless, my point remains. Do I want to be something bigger than myself? Of course. I think we can all appreciate that. And I just want to find ways to get there. If this body isn't a vessel to do so, if this isn't a vehicle to get there, then what is it? More than just a vessel, I guess, is what Tess and I are trying to say. It's the only one you have. Yeah. That's all we wanted to get across, and you should look at it as more than just a vessel. That's it. Take a little bit better care of that beautiful slash body slash, because it might have to fight something right now. I'm just going to roll a d20. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs>
you guys are back at the farmhouse at this point. Maybe uh, is is that correct? That was kind yeah, of yeah, 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 the yeah. plan, right? Back at the farmhouse, doing your thing. You get through a successful short rest, so everybody feel free to roll some hit dice. The monk and the bard get things refreshed. Hell I think there's a, yeah. a breath weapon mm-hmm. refreshed on the dragonborn. All kinds of things refreshed. Not much for Lenara, I don't think, eh? Now, Did you get anything? I didn't even use my one thing. Do you ever... Oh, you have uh, that divine intervention resets, is that right? Yep. Favored by the gods, yeah. Do you ever get anything else from, from Sorcerer as far as short rest goes? I don't think no. so. At like level 20 or something, you get four sorcery points. There's a single item that I would like to acquire one day, but... Alas. What one's that? So that I can cross it off my list of <laughs> items that I'm going to give you guys. I, th- I think it's uh, blood vi- something blood vial or something that you basically put a little bit of your blood in as you attune and you get some sorcery points back on a long or if you spend HD on a short rest. Plus, it's one of those things that give you like a plus one to your DCs and a spell attacks. Oh, OK. OK. Nice. Yeah. But, you know, it's off the list now, so... <laughs> Or is it what the goggles actually are? Ooh, all right, the goggles. The goggles. Oh, also a second bone saw. That's uh, a... Mark that off the list. Okay, I crossed that out a long time ago. Thank you, Justin. Tell me about this short rest, and do you guys I try to identify goggles? Is that what you're going for? Yeah, who's taking the goggles? Lustra. Look at the goggles. Yeah, <laughs> you do Just the most. Put all the curses on one person. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do the most looking. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go in a different room. Probably listen to Slash because I want that extra dice, and I'm gonna have a drink of this wine and leave all your angsty teen shit <laughs> all over here. Very small, quaint farmhouse. So unfortunately, <laughs> totally get I'll, the whole. I'll go into the barn. Spiel. I don't you go to the barn. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna bury my head in that hole the goggles were in. Tauntaun inside a dead cow. Yes, I absolutely will do my my speech of rest because <laughs> let's face it, Slash does not sing. <laughs> I like how Lenara is like. 21 and she's like oh the teens ah they're so much younger than me i'm so much more mature you're like 10 for an elf (laughs) (laughs) at least percentage wise through your percentage wise i'm still way older than you yeah anyway i've grown up more (laughs) everyone good on hit dice yeah Yeah, i roll i rolled like a boss on my hit dice. oh yeah feeling pretty good over there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's fantastic Breath weapon back. Mm-hmm. Slash, you good? Yeah, all good here. Got a bunch of bardic inspos back. Got a bunch of bardic inspos back. Test can... good to go. Oh, yeah. Full of key, ready to stun. Full of key, oh, ready to right. stun. Why didn't you do that last? What? Because I was out of key points. Oh, right. Lenar, <laughs> are we good? All good. Short rest. Comes to an end with the intention being to now use what's left of... Uh, the day to get back to martira bay i'd say at this point it's yeah you know the sun's definitely setting there's not much light left out uh but if you were to march back to martira bay you'd be there before bedtime you wouldn't be pushing it too much is that the plan i think that's the, yeah, plan. That's the plan yeah very very good very good indeed oh i've been waiting to go back to martira bay i'm so excited 
We're heading back to Martira Bay. The walk back there is a fairly uneventful one. Uh, Not far from where the farms are, you guys come across those now half-eaten corpses of the giant toads you fought on the way here. You're approaching the city from the southeastern side. You can see those hundreds of low rooftops packed together all over the place. Hundreds of tiny little trails of smoke making their way out of the chimneys of Martira Bay. The first building you see as you're walking, though, is that black tower. It's top floor, five stories above the streets of Martira Bay. To remind you guys, since it's been such a hot minute that we've been here, that black tower is in the southern district of Martira Bay, and it's where you guys believe that the car gap make their HQ. Actually, just about everybody seems <laughs> to believe that that's the case, despite the fact that they try to sell it as just a clinic, but no one's buying that load of crap. The rest of Martira Bay, just to remind you guys, is sprawled out in every direction. The Guild Quarter, where you know the Bard's Guild Music Library is located. The North District, where all the warehouses and textile manufacturing is located. As well as the Weaver's Guild itself. There's the West District, where the slums and serial killers like to hang out. The East District, where the rich people and the gentlemen's club call home. And finally, there's that merchant quarter, which is home to not only lots of stalls and vendors, but also sweet little Amelia Wigglebrick and her carrots that we've all missed so fondly. I'll stop you guys about, you know, within pretty close distance of the gates, uh, but still far enough that you could adjust your plan if you wanted to. I got to stop you guys and ask you guys about, I think, your outfits. You came disguised uh, to an extent, you know, juicy written on Lenara's <laughs> ass. I think we had uh, uh, Tess as a carpenter, Slash as a scholar. We referred to Lucifer as homeless Palpatine, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big yeah. old baggy robe on Lucera. Mm-hmm. Is that how you reapproach Martira Bay? How long would it take us to get from the gate to Amelia's house? You know, traffic pending, not not too long, like 10, 15 minutes or so, maybe. Oh, I'm going to cast disguise self on myself and look like somebody completely different. Okay. What about everybody else? Uh any like makeup or whatever spirit gum that Tess would have used to try to make herself look like a guy is probably washed off a million times over. It has, but Lenora has like prestidigitation, so she can kind of, you know, I'm guessing you guys would have had like a bunch of swamp muck all over you too, but oh, yeah. uh, pretty easy for Lenora to clean you up and make you look the same as you did when you left, or also pretty easy to take the whole disguise off and be like, nope, I'm just regular old Tess again. Yeah, I think Tess would have shrugged out of most of her uh, carpenter outfit. Just like regular old Tess. Back to froopy sweatshirt and pajama pants. Something like that, yeah. (laughs) That's kind of how I see it in my brain. Uh, Makes me happy, though. It's a good look. I like it. It Seems to fit for Tess. Tess is uh, 
almost like a it's like an unexpected warrior it, it's <laughs> i don't know i like the the original description of tess uh Salash, are you still scholar mode what do you look um, like um he he likes the idea of being a scholar but he also can appreciate that discretion is the better part of valor here so he's definitely gonna uh change his outfit around he still wants to look like somebody intelligent but not like the same person that left so he would like probably take off his collar you know maybe maybe get uh lenara to press a digitation of the jacket maybe a different color or something. sure so tone it you down know. a little bit yeah. and make it look like you're not the same person who left a few days exactly, ago. exactly exactly lustra Still homeless Palpatine. Still big old <laughs> cloak. Wa- walking. I-, I look like a small child doing a ghost impression with <laughs> a blanket. <laughs> I like it. I'm into it. And Lenar is using disguise self. Any particular? Uh, similar to uh, what the f- dead body in the Weaver's Guild looked like. Oh, okay. Farmer. So maybe, maybe you're that farmer, farmer who died. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And... As far as entry, you just walk right in. Not uh, saying that's a bad idea, but what what's the plan? Is there a plan? Do we just is walk? Is there right like in? A, a checkpoint or anything, or is it more just like some sleepy guards just being like, "Yeah"? I mean the the roads that lead into Martira Bay certainly don't go unwatched, but there's no official gatehouse. No, are there people around? Yes. Do heads turn and wonder who's entering town? Yep. But there's no pat downs. No, there's no, no, there's no like official checkpoint. Papers, please. Okay. No. Well, do what we've always done. Walk in like we own the place. Exactly. <laughs> We're just going to walk right. up like as, as if we've done this a million times before. Do we want to take a slightly roundabout route to Amelia's so we're not going directly there? See if we can shake any tails if we get them. Sounds good. Sounds yeah. like a plan. All right, so a roundabout journey towards Amelia's, yes? Yeah. Yeah. Which is going to lead you towards the Merchant District, then, where Amelia has her humble little halfling home. It's pretty late at this point. Uh, The sun is more or less all the way down. It's dark out, but there's still a few people uh, marching up and down the streets, of Martira Bay, especially here in the Merchant District. Maybe some vendors kind of, you know, packing up their stalls for the day, you know, folding their awnings up, that kind of thing. As you're making your way through the Merchant District and heading towards Amelia's house, you can hear this very loud sound, just a whole mess of sound bumbling in your direction. You kind of turn your heads and you see this Stout little fella. He's wearing a poofy red shirt, uh, but now has this fine leather vest over it. He still has this stainless steel bowl on top of his head, but this time he's attached some colorful feathers to the top of the stainless steel bowl to make it look fancier. Oh, man. Yes, 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 yes. Behind him, he's dragging just this absolute tangled up mess. It's a disaster of metal rods, cloth, rope, pegs. He's making this horrible racket as he drags this mess behind him. You see occasional like little sparks as uh, the metal rods kind of scrape against the cobblestone kind of deal. Sometimes one gets stuck like in between two cobblestones. <laughs> but your old friend spots you 
although he doesn't recognize you, and says, Oh, hello there. Odo Hop's here. Would you like to buy a two-person tent? <laughs> Fits two people, only two gold. He has all of the pieces. Just He's got like ten <laughs> tents. Oh my all god! All taken apart, and he's dragging them behind him on a rope. <laughs> <laughs> and he's wearing a stainless steel bowl with a feather hanging out of it. Only two gold. Never know when you might need a two-person tent. <laughs> You know what? Yeah, in fact, I think I'll take two. Oh, two tents for... I don't know who you are. Hard to see behind all that cloak. He goes by Judge Judy. Judge Judy, is it? (laughs) Sure you don't want to make it three? No, the two will do just fine. Two tents, four gold. Enough. I'll take one as well. Oh, very good. Three tents, six gold for Odo Hops. (laughs) Anybody else? Two gold well spent. Never know when you might need a two-person tent. Pretty late at night, gonna have to sleep soon. Are the tents empty? For now. Ah, so they have lots of potential then. Plenty of potential. Oh. Why, you can take your three new tents and sew them all together. (laughs) Make a giant circus tent. (laughs) My God. Jesus. (laughs) Three-ring circus. I love him so much. I... You're right. Have you tried that, Mr. Hops? No, but I think I might very soon. Spoiler alert, circus tents for sale tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to repaint them slightly. Well, I look forward to seeing your wares. On an unrelated note, how much would one pay for a circus tent? Oh, three gold. At least, at least three gold. He writes something down on a piece of paper. Oh, thank you very much. Anyone else? What about you, snake boy? Two-person tent? He silently shakes his head. Only two gold. Shakes it again. All right. That's one gold per person. What a bargain. Deal of a deal. Have I ever met you people before? Uh My, those are some mighty fine buckets you have. (laughs) So many buckets. Why would you buy so many buckets? (laughs) Must have been a truly talented salesman who got who uh, pawned them off onto us. Well, be careful out there. Thank you. You as well, sir. You as well. Oh, I'll be safe in my two-person tent. <laughs> Do you, does it come with um with renter's insurance? Afraid not. Ah, well, maybe maybe two days from now. Okay, bye. All right. Good to see you. <laughs> and he walks away. <laughs> With now seven tents on a rope. Oh, my God. Still making a hell of a racket down the merchant district of Martira Bay. Turns and waves goodbye to you all. Thanks again. Anytime. I wave back. Slash sort of leans into Tess. I thought the idea was to stay discreet, not talk to the traveling tent salesman. Well, I mean, it's always good to ingratiate yourself to the locals. Slash sort of just gives a huff and not understanding and just rolls his eyes and continues. So Odo Hups, alive and well, upgraded yet once again. Feather in the stainless steel bowl, vest around the poofy red shirt. Now six gold richer. Six gold richer. I'm still calling that he 
is Aslan Rex. (laughs) (laughs) Possibilities are endless for Odo Hup's tomorrow. Who knows what tomorrow will bring in the Merchant District. But you guys make your way towards Amelia Wigglebricks, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Towards precious little Amelia Wigglebricks, small little quaint home. I think at some point maybe I said it was two stories. I don't really remember. It's more like one and a half story home. It's got that carrot garden outside, of course, as we all remember. Single front door, two windows facing the street. And as you approach, you notice immediately that both those windows are covered from the inside by closed curtains. So how exactly do you guys take care of the final approach? Are we kicking down the door? (laughs) We breaking windows? Do we climb down the chimney like Santa Claus? Do we knock? I feel like if we start kicking the door, I'd be like, Dad, I'm home. (laughs) (laughs) Papa! Dad, I'm dying. (laughs) Dad, I'm fucked. (laughs) Going through the carrot garden? Yeah, I mean... I mean, we don't have to be—we don't have to be exceptional about this. I'm just going to go up and knock on the door. Fair enough. You go up and you knock on that door, Lustra. One hour is twenty feet away. <laughs> <laughs> inside, just kind of remind you guys what's going on inside Amelia Wigglebrick's quaint little home. She's got like a. She's got all the curtains closed, of course, so that you can't see through the windows. Uh, She sleeps in, like, a little loft. She has to climb this adorable little ladder and sleeps in a loft. It was the most adorable sleeping condition I could think of. Uh, (laughs) So she's going to sleep in a tiny little loft. They've pulled this bed over to not far from the fireplace on the main floor uh, for Van Richten to kind of set up camp in. Looks like Lamon has set himself up a pallet on the floor to rest on. As the door opens, Lucifer, you look through and you can see Van Richten is sitting in a chair next to the fire. He's just kind of staring off into the flames. As the door opens, you interrupt Amelia, who is making cookies. Uh, The dough all over her face and hands. There's specks of dough like matting up her hair. She's kind of failing at making cookies, but (laughs) having the time of her life doing it and looking adorable as ever. But it's Lamb and it's Dad that opens the door. And the look on his face immediately switches to deep concern. He sees the state you're in and says, it looks like it was a rough journey, son. Hurry, come inside. And he ushers all of you in quickly, locks the door behind you guys. The streets have been busy. It is good that you are back. Van Richten's stress and physical strength have been slowly returning. But his mind is still in shambles. And I grow weary of staying here much longer. It is good that you are back. But then, it seems like a thought kind of enters his mind. His eyes grow wide as he realizes that you are now a party of four. He says, where is the Carlisle boy? 
And we are going to call it there for tonight, I think. Oh, oh. man. That, is that a self-cliffhanger for once? Where it's like... <laughs> I'm leaving Lamin in suspense. <laughs> leaving Lamin in suspense for once? <laughs> we killed him and ate him. <laughs> it's like, we know, he doesn't. <laughs> 